0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, October the 14th. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. And we have just a few stories today, nothing too big. Let's get into it. Uh, First thing I would love to talk about is Final Fantasy XIV, because game director Naoki Yoshida has recently revealed that the game has surpassed 24 million registered players. Now, I don't know if that means of all time or, you know, concurrently, because it is a subscription-based game. But either way, very big achievement for them. And it has also become the most profitable game in the franchise. Which kind of makes sense, because, you know, people have been playing it for 10 years, whereas most other Final Fantasy games are just a single-player campaign. Anyway, we do know some other numbers as well, which really show that the game has had some pretty steady growth over the past decade. The game was first launched in 2010, and then re-released in 2013, And so we know that in 2015, they had about 4 million players, and in 2017, 10 million players. So they got the majority of their players in the last five years or so. And I think this is really, really cool, because Final Fantasy XIV is one of the greatest comeback stories in gaming history. When it first came out, it was both a critical and commercial failure, and they had to like totally redo the leadership team and... Eventually, the now director of the game took the game off of Storefronts and relaunched it as A Realm Reborn and turned it into one of the biggest MMOs in the Western market, basically right behind World of Warcraft. And I think definitely this year and last year as well, it's even starting to get more momentum than WoW. Which makes sense, WoW is much older, but I think it really speaks to the importance of quality and customer relations in games like this. World of Warcraft was losing a lot of players in in droves because of many of their decisions, and the expansions for Final Fantasy XIV are, by all accounts, exceptional. Must plays. I especially love celebrating stories like this because of things like, you know, we talked about before, Destiny 2 vaulting some of their content, their paid expansions. They're just kind of making them unplayable, which is like, you know, why you got to do that? Look at what Final Fantasy is doing. They're succeeding. So anyway. Very happy for this game. And uh, if you want to try it, it has a very extensive trial, which includes like hundreds of hours of gameplay. So do not be put off by the monthly price tag until you've sunk your teeth into the game as is. We have some information here from gamesindustry.biz about the recently released Nintendo Switch OLED model, which is like the little upgrade that they did. And at least for the UK market, it has actually started pretty strong. Aside from the holidays and major sales periods and the launch week of the, of the Switch itself back in 2017, it's the best week in UK sales history for the Switch. And what is especially interesting is that it has outperformed the launch of the Nintendo Switch Lite by a significant margin. When the Lite came out, it did not sell as well as this did. That being said, that doesn't mean the Lite underperformed. It's, it kind of had a long tail. The Lite apparently now accounts for around 20% of Switch sales in the UK, which is not insignificant at all. But uh, anyway, you know, despite the fairly minor upgrades that came to the hardware, it looks like their marketing paid off. It really helps that they released it alongside Metroid Dread on the exact same day, so it was kind of a combo package there. For anybody who was looking to pick up a Switch around this time, or was looking for an upgrade no matter how minor it was, or pick up a second one, I don't know. Uh, This was just a good opportunity to do that, so. I do look forward to seeing what else Nintendo has in store for the console. I think there's a lot of very fun stuff they could do, because even outside of the OLED models, the Switch still sells like bonkers. So, I can't imagine they're moving on too soon. And, uh, hey folks, outside of those two stories, there was not a lot in the world of video games today. The only other thing I'll mention here is that Monster Hunter Rise on PC now has a Steam demo. Of course, the game still doesn't come out for another two and a half months, so this is very early, but at least you can give it a shot. Thank you so much for tuning in. I also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Tora, who is a teacher and actually uses this show in her classroom. Isn't that so cool? So anyway, glad I could be of use. Shout out to you and your son, Connor. My friends, that's all the news for today. Back with it tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, not much going on with me recently. Um, today, at least, was definitely like a, a day of recovery after what felt like a lot going on uh, with Thanksgiving. Although I did not go outside and I really should have gone outside. I, I need to really force myself to do that. I don't know if any of you are like me, but if you work from home, sometimes it's really hard to like just get out there. I finished up all my work, I was done, I had a little bit of, you know, an hour or two available to me, and I was like, should I go for a walk? And I went, nah, I don't feel like it, so I just scrolled on TikTok instead. And I don't think that's good for the brain. I could have at least, like, played a game or something, but if I was going to play a game, it would have just been more super auto pets. I have to start Horizon Zero Dawn at some point, and instead I'm obsessing over an auto battler that looks like a Flash game. Anyway, there's a few stories today that uh, were not in the main show because... I, I don't know, I've said this a few times on on the after show, but when it comes to the news show, I really want every story to be important. You know, I want the idea to be that you can listen and not feel the need to tune me out, unless you're especially not interested in a certain story. But, you know, I don't want to fill air just because I can. And so there's these stories that tend to come around quite often and, you know, not every day, but you'll hear about it every yeah, once a week, every couple of weeks, even, even once a month or every couple of months, it's just not interesting to just talk about it all that often. Let me explain. So one of them is anti-cheat systems or just cheating in general. It seems like developers and publishers are constantly trying to come up with ways to stop people from cheating, obviously in online multiplayer competitive games. So today we had Activision coming out detailing its latest anti-cheat software called Ricochet intended for the call of duty franchise and like i could have talked about that but they didn't really say anything different every time a company is like hey we have a new anti-cheat methodology i don't know that there's so much that is interesting in there for a general audience besides being like maybe the game will be safer for from now on who knows so that's one of them right like you'll see that story pop up every now and then and i'm like it's just not interesting and then the other one is uh new studios being formed so I will talk about this every now and then if it's a, like a particularly notable person, right? Like I talked about Haven and uh, Jade Raymond. That was a very big one, especially because they had a partnership with PlayStation. But there was a studio form today called Possibility Space, which had a number of important people. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the person who made it was the founder of Undead Labs, who made State of Decay. His name is Jeff Strain. He was also the co-founder of Arena Net, who made the Guild Wars games. They got acquired. So, okay, big founder of the studio. They have the visual director in Jane Eng, who was an environment artist on Firewatch. They were the artist on Half-Life Alex, very well known in the industry. The former editor in chief of Waypoint, Austin Walker, he's gonna be their IP director, I think is the proper name. He's a big name in the industry. So I don't know. Anyway, pretty big deal, but. Again, like, what else is there to say besides, like, a studio is opening, we don't know what they're doing, we don't know anything about what they're making, we just know that there's people who are collecting to do something, and it's cool if you know the people, but if you don't know the people, then it's like, yeah, can't wait to see something in three years. I used to report on those stories, when there, when it was a slow news day, I would, I would say these, but I ended up doing it so often that I was just like, meh, it's not interesting anymore. Anyway, that's all for now, thanks for tuning in, I'll chat with you tomorrow. Ciao.